on the cover, a view from above as parade floats and the shapes of well-known heroes and happy mascot balloons wind through cheering crowds of Apexians. The celebration encompasses the whole of the city center and large sections of the surrounding streets. But along one small part of the route, the parade appears to be stopped, and crackling electricity erupts from the roadblock. Issue 45, Sentry Day. Welcome back to Apex City, where we are no longer watching telenovelas with Tony Rex Dakota. We are back to masks. I want to open up on actually leaving the drive-thru. Obviously, uh, one of a, one of our actual players could not have joined us for October, but we are assuming that Piro was there, <laughs> at least, you know, <laughs> hanging out with the, uh, the dino family and watching some telenovelas. So, as you are leaving the Jurassic Park and Watch. Uh, first off, how are you getting back to town? Because it's a little bit outside town. Are you just walking? Uh, do you have a ride? Or what is what is the plan? Are you going anywhere after this? Do you want to go to the malt shop and get an ice cream sundae? <laughs> I feel like Jackie is a little overtaken with emotion after that finale, so I'm going to kind of go off on my, on my own. <laughs> okay. To, to do things later. <laughs> to do Jackie things. Which yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, things. Jackie things. Uh, so how I'm about the rest of you? Are you uh, immediately breaking apart, or are you going to hang <laughs> Everyone out? Everyone else is just going to leave. William's going to be there going like, hey, do you guys want... Oh, oh, oh okay, cool. Cool, guys. You I'm, took I'm too sticking, long. I'm sticking with you. Okay, me and, me and Darren are going to go out. <laughs> I mean, I'm with... So I guess at least uh, Darren and William then are hanging out for a little bit. Piro, are you uh, joining I, I or are you? I will stick around. It's been a while since I've seen my, my bud, William. Okay, that's that's fair. And so really, Jackie is kind of heading off uh, by their lonesome. Yeah, I, I may join up with you guys later, but I have some stuff I need to work out of my system. Some some Jackie stuff. As we see those panels of like the three of you going in the one direction and your, your big bear friend going in the other direction, uh, I want to get a couple of panels because we're going to clear some conditions. It's been a few weeks and uh, I assume things have been going on in the background and some of you have some, some emotions to work through. Let's start with hero here. You have a couple of conditions uh, that you could choose to clear, uh, and the way this is going to work for the listeners is that each of these characters is going to go down to one condition mark, so anything in excess of one condition they can clear. Uh, what are you choosing to clear? Do you want to do one at a time? Yeah, we're going to go around. Okay, so I would like to clear uh, Hopeless. The way that you would clear Hopeless is? Uh, easy to leave, myself. And what panels do we see uh, of Piro flinging himself into easy relief? I think skipping would be really fun if that sounds like easy relief to everyone else. Like just skipping? Yeah, like, you know, my friends are walking and I'm just, I'm super happy. So I'm just like, okay, here we go. Time to like, just put a little more pep in my step. Be a little more. You know what? If that works for you, that works for me. I'm fine with that. Let's move around to Jackie. What are you going to clear? And... What are the panels we see of you doing that? So Jackie is going to clear angry and insecure at the same time here. <laughs> okay. So 
Jackie was upset by the finale of El Poder de l'Amour, particularly in the revelation that Servador's character was not a robot the entire time. And this is just a <laughs> huge blow to robot representation in the popular arts. So Jackie... We, didn't actually, we don't actually know that, just to be clear. <laughs> Servador could still exist somewhere else. It's just that at some point, Servador was swapped out. Wild fan theory, Felipe Castillo's a robot. I mean, it's probably true. But uh, Jackie doesn't know that at the moment, so she's just overwhelmed with emotion. So anyways, Jackie is going to go find the nearest radio or television transmitter and destroy it. Oh, <laughs> oh so angry. Which I'm going to say is going to clear my angry as well as my insecure. I mean, yeah. it seems foolhardy and you're definitely breaking something. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that works. On the wreckage, I'm going to spray paint Servidor Lives. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever tie this back to you. No. It's very subtle. I'm just curious. Do you have a bottle of spray paint or is this like an attachment? Does your like wrist sort of like <laughs> uh, like deattach and you just have like a spray paint nozzle inside your wrist and you're just like... I'm going to go with that. I just have spray paint. I just have an airbrush attachment in there. Yeah, That's but then phenomenal. when you try to finish like Servador lives, but then it ends on the V because it says cyan is low. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what happens. I have a dot matrix airbrush. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Uh, so, so Darren, <laughs> what would you like to clear and how would you like to do this? All right, um, I'm going to clear guilty, which to do that, you need to make a sacrifice to absolve your guilt. Since the last time we saw Darren, she had stolen a ship and gone to a campground and I would like to initiate flashback if you don't mind yeah no go for it all right um we're going to flashback to her at the campground where she was um looking up at the sky and looking at the moon and she gets an idea in her brain the only solution she can think of is to not to change the believers of the religion but to change the religion itself so she chooses to go to the moon to again speak with the god so I do want to get a couple of panels surrounding this because I like that idea, but there are definitely things happening on the moon, right? Uh, because this was, in fact, a, you know, U.S. military base up there. It's not like no one knew about it. It's just, you know, like the general public didn't know about it. When we see Darren get up there, uh, first off, there is just a huge sinkhole where that pit used to be. And there are all sorts of, like, spotlights and vehicles. And, and Darren can definitely, like, sneak close enough to, you know, investigate. What she finds there, I think, is what we should probably keep secret a little bit. Worst case, like, going up there with the intention of doing something like that absolutely would count. But mm -hmm. I don't think it even, I don't think it played out exactly how she thought it would. Okay. So we definitely get those panels of Darren, like, having snuck up onto the moon to, like, see what was going on there. And there's just this huge pit, like a big sinkhole mm -hmm. where that, you know, excavation pit used to be. Uh, William only has the one condition marked, so unfortunately you get to stay, uh, you get to stay with that. But, uh, but I think Piero has one more. I would like to clear Insecure, which you clear by foolhardy action without team. And, uh, I have another kind of silly idea for it, so let me know if this is not, if this is too silly. No such thing. Are, are we getting any snacks, friends, who I am skipping along with very happily? Sure. I basically own a company now, so why not? Sure. So I think I, while we're getting snacks, I'm like, oh my god, these are delicious, and I grab way too many snacks, uh, intending to share them with my friends. Yes, so I think that uh, my curse is to uh, have like way too many snacks that I have to carry and deal with. Okay, way too many snacks. And while we're here, let's find out what those snacks are. 
Uh, Christina. <laughs> okay, so the first thing that comes to mind is deep fried cat food with whipped cream. Hmm, I like that. Is it is it I like a that. like a Twinkie kind of thing where it's like yes. uh, you know, like in a plastic? Perfect. Perfect. It's a Twinkie. <laughs> so I change that. It's 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 a cake that's filled with you know cat food and deep fried. Oh, I like that. I like that. There's some weird people in Apex City that like stuff. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean you get a superhuman population, you're gonna get some weird snack foods. Different people have different dietary restrictions. Nan. Oh God. I'm sorry. I'm still processing that. Uh, yeah, you go. Ugh. There are uh, definitely officially branded evergreen energy bars. <laughs> and all this is, is just packaged, mashed, like heavily compressed leaves. No actual nutritional value in there, but it's as green as it gets. Jordan comes <laughs> up with the best snacks compost bars i like that that's good for all your you know plant ba- darren probably loves those honestly darren probably loves those honestly nobody else in the entire city actually likes them except for super fans of evergreen who are constantly buying them and just putting them back in the compost i mean darren can't be the only <laughs> plant person in, in apex city right so probably like, not so there's probably a small market for them uh speaking of which uh <laughs> are you ready to give us an apex city snack food yeah For the listeners at home, the face Nan is making. (laughs) Mm. I'm going to go with steamed Brussels sprout pudding cups. Ooh. Mm. Mm, That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. So we see Piro with like armfuls of these (laughs) just exiting a a convenience store of some type. Let's make it a Circle K just for fun. I love it. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. So so we see Piro exiting the Circle K with these armfuls of snack food. And I think think that's, (laughs) you know what, that's good enough for me. You're secure in your snack food choices now. (laughs) I do want to move forward just a little bit. Because around these, we are getting a couple of panels of other things that have been going on in Apex City over the course of these three weeks. We see a very specialized, like, surgical suite. And in one corner, Antitoxin is just standing with her cane while some oddly dressed surgeons work on the body of Frederick and Furness. And we can see them- Oddly Im- dressed? Can, yeah. Can you clarify oddly dressed? Some of them are wearing, like, the almost hazmat looking suits at least one of them has this like mechanical rig over their face with like all of the different lenses like just dozens of lenses right uh and in their hands uh they have almost like sewing machine looking like mechanical contraptions all of them are dressed in black and we can see that little bell logo on their uh, uniforms Uh, but we see them attaching different bits of machinery to and around frederick and furnace cyber dad (laughs) cyber daddy i'm i'm sure that's fine i'm sure nothing will come of that probably not that's never gonna come back up we get a couple of panels of horace filling out forms for, of all things, an apartment, because oh. Horace can no longer access her sanctum, what with uh, not having... Not being Horace. Yeah, so so Adriana is filling out forms for an apartment, but we also see inside that apartment, she is now, like, reading a bunch of different books. The last panel we get with her is her, like, with an unlit candle on the table and just, like, focusing really, really hard on it, and then the flame just, like, barely starts to flicker. And... I think we get a couple of panels of Todd Roman with a glass of water, just like staring at it intently and nothing happens. That's uh, that's a good comic book right there. 
And well, hold on. Uh, people stare at water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just a panel of Todd Roman staring at a glass of water and nothing happening. Um, but the last one we get, and this is like a whole page of just this is like a nine panel, you know, setup, right? A few weeks ago, Jackie and Piero went under one of the Heron buildings and, among other things, sparked a robot uprising. I need to read these back issues, apparently. <laughs> right? Right? Check, 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 check out uh, Elevators. Uh, uh, eleva- God, I forget the, the actual title of that episode. It's something about elevators. Is it hijinks? Elevator, elevator hijinks. hijinks. Yes, check out. Check out Elevator Hijinks, true believers. Yeah, check out <laughs> Elevator Hijinks uh, for that happening. But just to recap for the listeners who might be a little bit lost at this point, they had found a football field size facility for growing axioms and at the end of that one of those axioms was brought online by one of the monitor robots that jackie had been intent uh, attempting to incite uh, a love of freedom in and we get a couple of panels of that axiom walking around this facility and like laying a hand on each of these monitor robots and as it does their their lights start coming back online and they switch from like the normal like little red blinky light to a solid green light and we get a panel uh, of this axiom standing you know in the middle of this big essentially axiom cloning facility with just a huge number of these monitor robots uh, all like lined up in rows what the hell guys I'm sure that's You're not fine. allowed to play with that William anymore he's the only thing holding you back from ending the world <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. I'm like a messiah now, I'm sure. Robot messiah. It's It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's just what we do. Uh, We also get a few panels because we have a little catching up to do. We also get a few panels, uh, speaking of that facility, of a slightly larger bear than Jackie with slightly uh, more advanced looking cybernetics walking into the Apex Zoo and essentially signing up a waiver to be taken care of. And then T downloads herself back into the internet because as it turns out while the cyber bear was cool it's also very slow and uh t gets bored easily i have a question do they meet edgar yes edgar the tax deer i feel like uh <laughs> yes edgar the tax deer is definitely helping them fill out the paperwork i i just want to clarify there is existing paperwork at this zoo for creatures to sign themselves in because yes. that's like <laughs> okay cool 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 yeah. that's one of, one of the one of the most famous residents of the apex city zoo is as mentioned edgar the tax deer edgar is a sentient deer that does the zoo's taxes does he how does he write how does he type it takes a while special keyboard yeah he can use um morse code with his little hoof you know what i'm good at this no more questions no more questions at all okay Zero. <laughs> so I want to move forward uh, a couple of days to a Apex City tradition called Sentry Day. Is that Sentry with an S or with a C? With an S. So the Sentry is a gold era hero uh, who is, as far as anyone can tell, made of living plasma uh, from outer space. And the Sentry is not just an Apex City hero, uh, not just an American hero, a world hero. Once a year, Apex City basically throws a big Sentry parade party. Welcome to Sentry Day. All the kids get off school for it. It's, you know, it's basically a city-wide holiday to throw a big parade. And it started just, you know, for the Sentry, but it has kind of evolved to be about just superheroes in general. Is Sentry still alive in the present? Okay, okay. So he's still around. Okay. So I want to I want to ask first off traditionally how do you celebrate Century Day? And this is not like a you specifically but like how does the city celebrate Century Day? Uh, what are some of the events? 
I want, I want to get that fleshed out a little bit. So I would like to start, I think, uh, here, let's start with Piro. What's, what's one celebration for Century Day? Well, obviously there's going to be some sort of Century Day snack. <laughs> Everything <laughs> comes back to food. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so what is the Century Day snack? I feel like with the plasma, it would be like an ice cream sundae or something like that mm. with like ooze on it. I like that. I like, yeah, like a really just very decadent ice cream sundae. There's a special flavor. Yeah, like some sort of freedom flavor. Century Swirl is excellent. Century Swirl and, and they stick sparklers in it? I like yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Century Swirl uh, is like hazelnut and caramel swirl, so it's kind of like a goldy color. People have their Century Swirl Sundays with their sparklers sticking out of them. Uh, Darren, what is a what is a traditional Century Day uh, celebration? I feel like Century Day would have a lot of festivals and carnivals around town, and I think one of the games would be they would have a whole bunch of villains who've been defeated over the last year since the last century day but there would be like big balloons um that you could like throw things and pop that is dark oh really <laughs> real no i like that that is dark though but i like it oh i'm sorry i thought that was <laughs> no, kind of that's, fun that's fine that's fine that's, that's good. gloriously I think, fun i think it sounds so it fun. is good fun really, but it's really also dark like sort of way like, hey, you want to help us murder supervillains? Well, was it murder? It's just like who'd been defeated. Like, the, it's like it's like murdered. burning them in effigy. That was going to be my suggestion. To be fair, <laughs> only they're only they're just balloons. They're just balloons. It's popping people. them in effigy. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, my mind goes to dark places. That was, I thought that was no, no, a fun, like child-appropriate idea. Because, no, no, because it is. That is exactly the sort of thing that you would see. No, I love that. That's good. Pop punch yeah. buggy, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, he wouldn't make the cut for the balloons. <laughs> Poor punch like, buggy. This would have to Punch be. Punch Buggy doesn't make the cut for anything. Cut, yeah, he doesn't make the he doesn't even make the cut for the soccer team. Like he's absolutely oh, not. Punch on Buggy the list. barely make the cut for prison. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he fought to be put in prison. He would. They were like, "We're just gonna put him in jail." And he was like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait!" Though I have powers. I'm, I, I'm a real villain. No, you don't have powers. I, it's all I, uh, I haven't paid off all these parking tickets. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't pay taxes last year. <laughs> okay, all right. So Jackie, uh, what Century Day celebration would you? like to establish my thought is we have to have a century day tree that we all decorate and dance around and sing our traditional century day songs but it's not a pine tree it has to be let's see what kind of tree would the century like how about the balboa trees that they have in like the really thick trunks well you bayo baobab yeah baobab tree <laughs> i i'm down with that <laughs> Sure. So, so maybe there's just one of those kind of like you know center of Simone Park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said Balboa, like Rocky Balboa, <laughs> and you decorate it with ribbons. Oh, that's good. That's good. Do the ribbons uh, have any significance? Do they like have things on them, or are they yes, just like they definitely have things on them? Um, everyone puts up accomplishments from the past year that uh, they think are worthy of being recognized on Century Day. Maybe like if your neighbor did something really cool for you, they were like your hero for that year, and so you yes. like recognize them for that. Yes. Oh, I like that's it. it's like anonymous cute. shout outs of kindness of like yes. everyday heroism. Mm-hmm. And then oh, on the so day good. after <laughs> Century Day, all the ribbons get delivered to the people they're about. Oh, I love that. That's wow. so good. William, what traditional Century Day activity would you like to establish? Obviously, being a superhero society, uh, this is apparently just like a national day. And as such, uh, rather than having a big flyover with jets, 
all of the flying superheroes. I assume the sentry can fly. I have no idea. Sentry can fly. Yes. So he leads them. He leads this V and this V spans out for hundreds, thousands, whoever chooses to participate. Any, any hero who could fly just does a flyover of Apex City and... They fly over the entire world. Yeah. Some <laughs> of them are like dropping confetti. Some of them are dropping or have the smoke that planes use. Uh, just a whole bunch of stuff, but potentially thousands of superheroes just flying over the city uh, all at the same time. Uh, so, so we get panels of all of these, you know various Sentry Day activities. Uh, and obviously in the background, there's this big parade going on and there's, you know, floats for all of the heroes. Uh, I do have to ask, since we have this big flying hero V, I think at least one of you can fly. I think Darren can fly, yes. I can fly. Are you joining this big hero V? My first gut instinct is no, because I haven't been on Earth that long and I feel like I'd want to spend it with the Darren family. Uh, so the kids are definitely throwing little darts at balloon representations of villains like Dr. Explosion and, you know, probably even fake villains like Brickbat, right? Oh, Brickbat. <laughs> I also love Brickbat. Strangely hot Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's where Darren is, hanging out with the Darren family, uh, you know, popping villain balloons and eating their sentry sundaes. Uh, how about the rest of you? How are you How are you taking part in this? Where do we catch up with you on Sentry Day? I feel like Jackie is there ironically. Oh. Um, because that's the phase Jackie is going through right now, where this isn't cool anymore. Because, you know, we're, we're out there doing the real thing. So this, you know, this is this is so phony. So she's she's sitting somewhere off to the side, uh, critiquing things, but still eating a sundae. Did, uh, did Jackie go with the rest of the Kopi kids? Because Static Shock is definitely here. I say yes. He's having a grand time. So, so Jackie is like ironically eating a sundae and Static Jacques, we can tell on the page, is just super excited to be here. Like just, just really digging into that sundae. Probably has like some ice cream like on his face that he just hasn't realized is there yet. <laughs> Does Jackie have eyeliner on? Yes. Thank God. That's right. <laughs> also, my, ha- my hair is combed over one of my eyes. Oh, thank God. Yes, thank you so much. That's all I need to know. That's all I ever needed to know. <laughs> what this phase of teenage list. life has Jackie not gone through at this point? <laughs> Even though I'm a polar bear, my hair on my head is dyed black. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh And people keep mistaking it. you for a panda. <laughs> oh, yes. And it's really pissing me off, yes. Oh, my kids go back, look at the panda. And Jackie's like, I'm not a panda, a polar bear. It's not a phase. It's not a phase, Kopi. Uh, I also think that Pyrrha would kind of be off to the side, so perhaps maybe comfort with with Jackie if Jackie is okay with that. It's it's fine with me if you don't mind hanging out with the uh, the Kopi kids. I don't know how underground you are at this point, but I know you were like avoiding <laughs> Kopi for a while. No, I think I just am uncomfortable by large crowds of people since the museum and you know other large crowd events. Uh, and William, how do we catch up with you on Sentry Day? Uh, well, obviously, the Infernus Corporation sponsors a fair chunk of these floats. So uh, we have a special, either like a balcony or booth somewhere fairly high up over the street where we can watch the parade. So the family and I are, what's left of the family and I, are watching uh, the parade in our required positions. So it'd just be you and your mom, right? So so your, ma- so your mom definitely has official business stuff uh, to to be about, but we definitely catch up with um, William and Eric uh, and Nightshade, as it turns out. Oh. And Eric and Nightshade actually make quite a cute couple at this point because they've had a couple Aww. of weeks to just settle in from, you know, all the drama and moon shenanigans. Does Nightshade have, like, 
Have we seen his face before? We have not. Well, I know we did. We did on the moon because uh, he didn't okay. have a mask or anything. Cool. He's he's definitely settled in uh, pretty well um, at this point and seems less uh, murdery. A little happier. Less murdery is always a good description. I have to ask one thing about the Infernus thing. Do they sponsor a float and what is it? Yeah, they sponsor a bunch of floats. But is, is there one like for the company? I, I really just want a giant balloon of Frederick Infernus, but... <laughs> no, no I, d- I don't think so. How about Apex City's version of Sesame Street's float? Like you sponsored that one. Whatever that one is. Definitely. That'll work. Yes, that's fine. So as this is all going on, uh, I think we panel in towards the street level action uh, where Jackie and Darren and Piro are all kind of milling about. And up ahead, there is a bit of a commotion. Something seems to be holding up one of the floats. It doesn't seem like this is like a imminent disaster level thing, um, but it is definitely starting to cause kind of a bit of unrest because something has stalled the parade, right? So, so what are the three of you doing? I would like to make binoculars with my hands to get a closer look. Sure, I'm not going to make you roll for that. That's well within your powers up. Okay. So yeah, you you take a look uh, up up front, and you can see uh, everyone's favorite villain, Punch Buggy. He has <laughs> broken out of prison. It. And constructed himself a <laughs> brand new punch buggy suit uh, out of what looks to be a uh, 2000s model VW bug. Uh, so it's it's much shinier. It's electric blue. <laughs> and he seems to be making some sort of like dramatic speech with like his hands on his on his hips in front of uh, in front of a float of Axiom. God damn it. So I think I'm going to lead over to Static Jacques and say, look, Jacques, an evildoer. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to get Jacques to respond to this, or are you just, like, trying to- I I am trying to get Jacques to go fight Punch Buggy for me, because I I feel like this is below me right now, so- Okay, I I am gonna make you roll for that one. I'm gonna make you uh, provoke someone. So, I just want to clarify the situation in which Punch Buggy finds himself. He is- he's interrupting and making a huge kerfuffle during the biggest day of the year when all the heroes are going to be out in force. Yes. Okay, I just want to recognize that. All right. We can literally do nothing here, and it'll be fine, because there's got to be a million <laughs> other heroes in the area. <laughs> if oh we know anything God. about Punch Buggy, it's that he's a credible threat. <laughs> yes! God damn it, Punch Buggy. So I rolled a four. Okay. <laughs> So I think I think the way this works uh, is that you're like, hey, Static Shock, look, it's an evildoer. And he does actually follow the thrust of your, hey, go fight that guy. And so he's like, oh, this is my... This is my chance to prove that the Kobe Kids team is gonna, yeah. So he like runs up towards uh, Punch Buggy, and as he does, Punch Buggy like throws his head back, and like there's this like cackle on the page. And as Jacques goes to like hit him with a big burst of lightning, Punch Buggy reaches out a hand, and the uh, VW Beetle armor absorbs the lightning. Oh, and then, static Jacques! And then Jacques. he like straight like crosses uh, Static Jacques right in the face, and Jacques oh. drops. Dang it! <laughs> Oh no, Jacques! I was trying to throw Jacques a bone here and he gets punched in the face! (laughs) He needed a win! I just cannot be nice to this guy no matter how hard I try! But I do think up from the Infernus level balcony, uh, you do get that really bright flash of lightning as Jacques tries to electrocute Punch Buggy, and you see him just absorb that lightning into his armor, which is now like crackling with little electricity lines, and he goes, Who's laughing now, Apex City? (sighs) All right. 
Now I have to die. I have to avenge Jacques. Okay, so so let's 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 check in right quick uh, with William because you see that from up on your balcony level. What? Yeah, I saw the whole thing. William kind of sighs, says, "Okay, fine." And William has been practicing. Out of his sleeve pulls an absurdly long uh, staff that could not have possibly fit in his sleeve, and he taps the metal bars of the balcony with the staff. And part of the metal bar disappears, or not disappears, disattaches itself, flattens out into a platform on which William steps and then shoots off toward this bright flash and punch buggy. Nice. Darren, what's up? God damn it, punch buggy. (laughs) Right? God damn it, punch buggy. Okay, um... (laughs) I am going to recognize the fact that that is a new thing from Punch Buggy that I did not see before when we fought at the mall. I'm going to be a bit more concerned about that, especially since I remember when I was stealing things from the armory that a lot of his stuff had been confiscated already. So this is new shit that he has picked up that I am not familiar with. So I'm going to do crowd control temporarily where I'm going to like have Detective Darren and his family possibly like call 911 and then like just like try and spread the crowd while I like run towards to help you. My name is William. William. (laughs) (laughs) So it seems like you're trying to run a little bit of crowd control, possibly like defend some civilians. Yes, that's exactly what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to like to get... The main people out of the way, because this is, this is a busy street, um, and there's people, like, along the line for the for the parade, so I want to, like, get them out of the line of fire, because I actually am not super familiar with what William can do now. Um, I All I know is that you've lost your powers, and uh, you're a soft, squishy human body, so... William just makes up powers as he goes along. Yeah. All right, so go ahead and defend someone. Good roll. That was a good roll. <laughs> I got a nine. On a uh, seven to nine... You're going to have two choices to make here. So the first one is, do you want to add a team to the pool, uh, take influence over someone you protect, which in this case, I think would just be like the general public opinion. So you could just have a favorable public opinion if you do this. That'd be good. Uh, or you could clear a condition. Which of those three things do you want to do? I have to choose one of those three things, and I'm going to choose to put team into the pool. So generous. Okay. So we start with one base. That means we are at two in the pool. Uh, and then your second choice is, this is going to cost you, do you want to expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation? Both of them are just so appealing. And I don't say that sarcastically. Both of them sound genuinely quite rad. I'm going to expose myself to danger. So as you are clearing out this crowd and like getting people to back up, uh, and we can see a couple of the non-static Jacques Copy youths uh, at this point are stepping in to also work crowd control because Jacques, who is nominally their leader, just got dropped. <laughs> we can see uh, Punch Buggy definitely lays eyes on Darren and they, he has like a brief flashback of Darren just like absolutely humiliating him at the mall not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And there's like that like red line that goes through his eyes. And I think he redirects the lightning that he absorbed from Static Jacques uh, in your direction. So I am going to have you take a powerful blow here. That is a seven with plus one, so I rolled an eight. Uh, so on a seven to eight, do you? Uh, sorry, on a seven to nine, do you want to lash out verbally and provoke a teammate to foolhardy action, or take advantage of your influence to inflict a condition? Do you want to give ground and your opposition gets an opportunity, or do you want to struggle past the pain and just mark two conditions? Since William's already on the field and I have not really seen him or what he's capable of, I'm going to scream at him, stop putting yourself in other people's way. You're just going to get yourself hurt. 
Ooh, really jabbing me in my newly acquired. I don't know what your powers are. Powers I've seen it. Sadness. Yeah. You know. You know what? <laughs> I I really really like that. That is definitely using your influence to to inflict a condition because you're basically saying you don't belong here. You're gonna get hurt. I am absolutely happy with that. Like, if you want to use your influence to make William feel bad, I I love that. That is good. That is so good. All right. <laughs> Um, I'm going to, uh, mark afraid. And as such, uh, William is basically going to back off. Like, he was on, like, a direct path toward Punch Buggy. Uh, he's going to start circling instead, uh, and focus on defending the crowd from any air, anything that comes their way. So, any stray shots or whatever, uh, William will be there on defense. So, so let's, let's check in with Piro for a sec, because you just saw your friend Darren get blasted by lightning, and as you do, there is a panel that comes up under Punch Buggy that says, new and improved lightning bug. God damn it. Boo! Boo! <laughs> what do you do? Uh, I would like to charge my burn, please. Go for it. That's a nine plus one, so that's a ten. Awesome, so you, you hold three? Yes. And what would you like to do? I'm concerned about this, so I definitely want to use either constructs or moat. I'd really like to make a copy of Darren to maybe distract this bug monster. <laughs> car. Oh, he's a monster <laughs> now? <laughs> the new and improved punch buggy. Lightning buggy. <laughs> He's terrifying, at least. Yeah, uh, that's so, a strong yeah, term. Let's not, Let's more, not give him more credit, credit than he deserves. Yeah, that's <laughs> generous. Look, if terrifying. Piro wants to be afraid of the I new and improved lightning bug, that's 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 Piro. Okay, so you want to make a copy of Darren? That's perfectly fine. I think. Uh, are you going to animate it independently or just make it? Uh, let's 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 just go ahead and animate it independently. So that's uh, Tuburn, I believe. Yep. And what are you having it do? I want it to just run around and really be annoying to this lightning bug guy. How so? Like, give me, give me something that's actually. Oh, really? Just oh, it's just poking him and like, uh, like trying to make it hit himself (laughs) and like just really be just like a nuisance. (laughs) Okay. All right. I think I think that's something that we can work with. I think this is more directly engaging because you're kind of trying to get in his way and get him to you know like you know cause him problems, right? Sure. So so go go ahead for it. I am afraid. That explains why you're afraid of Punch Buggy, Apex City's most dangerous villain. Yes, that's a six. Minus two, so that's a four. Ooh, but plus two, so it's just it's just six. Um, Jackie, is there any way that you would like to assist? In in annoying punch punch lightning buggy? <laughs> this, is, this is a directly engage. Uh, okay. So, so the Darren clone is doing general distraction and, uh, you know, getting in the way kind of stuff. So the, you could hypothetically get in here and push that up to a seven. Yeah, I'm more than willing to do that. I'm going to be attacking him on my turn anyways. Sure. So possibly this is where you enter into the scene. The Darren clone is, is dancing around trying to distract him. And I think while he's sort of concentrating on the Darren clone, I'm going to come up behind him and just sort of poke him with my claw and sort of do the same thing behind him. You know, reach over the shoulder and then... <laughs> Or just annoying him with the Darren clone. Because I still don't respect this guy as a serious threat. That's fair. He's trying to, like, throw lightning at this Darren clone, and it's just, like, dancing out of the way. And then Jackie pokes him in the back, and I think that lets the uh, the Darren clone get a solid hit in. Uh, so pick one thing off of that list, Piro. I would like to create an opportunity. Okay. And what opportunity is this? Just to kind of get the upper hand over this guy and just kind of like, I don't know, like nail him down and be like, you're not running the show here. It's us. At this point, I want to move over to Jackie because uh, as mentioned, you have now uh, entered the fight. Player three has entered the game. <laughs> I'm here. Sure you are, hon. 
But we'll get to William in just a sec, don't worry. Uh, so, so Jackie, Punch Buggy has now been thrown slightly off his game, uh, but in so doing, he does manage to grab this Darren clone, and I think we just see, like, electricity course right through it. And, Piro, what does it look like when your, when your constructs get destroyed? What does that look like? Uh, just like a big purple puff. Yeah, so, so the Darren clone just puffs into, like, purple, like, smoke, and he looks back over at the actual Darren and goes, you're next. Jackie, what do you do? <laughs> Well, I think the first thing that's going to happen is because I'm a robot, I think my powers are going to mutate a little bit to uh, shield me from electricity a little bit using a, a mind of their own. Okay. So all of my metal parts are going to become rubberized. Oh, that's good. And I'm going to mark angry. So yes, this this is how my powers are adapting right now. I am going to directly engage the threat just by punching him. You know, I'm already here. So, you know, I'm just going to take a big swipe at this guy. Cool. So before you roll, do you want to engage any of your bull moves? Oh, gosh. I probably... Yeah, I'm gonna say yes. I want to do in a china shop here. We're in the middle of a city. <laughs> there are people lined up. It's fine. Look, it's fine. Darren and the Kopi kids have crowd control. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Right? I've always wanted to destroy a float. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go for it. Okay, that's a 12. Nice. So I think with in a china shop, that gets you up to three options off the list. It does. What do you want to do? I want to... Impress, surprise, or frighten, take something from them, and resist or avoid their blows. What do you want to take from him? Let's start there. What I would really like to take is his lightning armor, but I'm not sure. That might be too much. <laughs> no, I think that works. Okay. That's fine. Your claws just, like, swipe into this armor, and we and we see him, like, flying back towards the Axiom float. Uh, and as he does, we can see, like, pieces of the armor, like, flying off of him, right? Because it's been shredded by your giant cybernetic bear claw. And he lands in the float with this resounding, like, thoom. And we see this big smoke cloud, and, like, the Axiom float is just destroyed. Oh no, the Axiom float. And I think as he does, he's, like, he he's, like, pulling himself up out of the float, and he looks over at you, and he's like, I'll get you next time! And he, like, jumps up in the air, and, like, little jets under his beetle armor pop on, and he's, like, flying up into the air. He's trying to run away. Get him, William. Let's check in, let's check in with <laughs> William, because he's up in the air, you're up in the air. How, so how's he flying away? Uh, he has, he has like this VW Beetle armor and under the wings on the back, he's now uh, activated a jetpack. A lot of this armor at this point has been shredded off of him because he got hit by Jackie, so. I want to point my uh, staff at him and just kind of like flick it up slightly. And the goal is that his uh, engines, which are currently oriented properly on his back, I want to shift slightly upwards so that he just tanks into the ground. <laughs> instead <laughs> nice <laughs> okay is that a engage directly engage or an unleash your powers in this case i feel like that's an unleash your powers so go ahead and roll plus freak Ooh, that no mm. he rolled a four and i have a plus one still getting handle on this new power thing so so what would it look like if the staff uh kind of just backfired a little bit like not like disastrously but like does it like spark does it like what's the yeah no sparks is fine sparks sparks is great you kind of like motion it at him and like it crackles a little bit and it looks like it's about to do something really impressive and then it just kind of like sparks and we see punch buggy climbing up you know a little bit more into the air and like a flash blocking punch buggy's way we see this like blue and chrome form with green accents and axiom hits him just full on into the ground and there is within like a second just this crater in the ground and axiom is hovering in midair just like staring down at poor poor punch buggy i think punch buggy's dead <laughs> did axiom just kill a dude 
Punch Buggy is definitely not moving, let's put it that way. But the panel we get there is Axiom, like, standing above this smoking crater in the ground. And the crowd starts to applause. And descending from the skies, we start to see a bunch of Axioms. Oh no. And we will see you next issue. Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of old villains, new tricks, and skipping. Throw a parade for it, or at least buy it. Jackie Bear is played by Christina. Piro is played by Lenny. William Infernus is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at Nanjitsu. Apex City is GM'd by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Fitzsimmons. Find them on Instagram at Fitzonomy. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or hovering ominously in the sky. Follow us on Twitter at ApexCityCast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next issue.